0: That's BlueNile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. The 9th of February, 2022. And this is the cob the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets and startups. I'm here with uh, David Scott. I'm Nadine Blaney.
1: It's great to be back again.
0: It is great to be back again. Did you have a good day, Scuddy?
1: Oh, yeah, it was reasonable. Yeah? Yeah, I spent, spent a bit of time muting and blocking on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> amongst other things. <laughs> Writing a view and uh, doing a few interviews, so yeah, it was a good yeah. day.
0: Well, then that sounds like a good day for you. Yeah, uh, you know. Sometimes you just have to block.
1: Block hard, block early. Yeah, yeah. Get involved. All right.
0: um, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole a little bit later on. Um, what I would like to focus on right now, though, is just the the pure performance coming through from the local market. I mean, it was a really good session. In fact, closing up around the highs of the day, it opened the market at 7,187, closing at 7,268, bang on the high of the day, up by just a bit over 1%.
1: Yeah, multi-week highs, welcome. Uh, Clearly, the market's getting a bit more to grips with uh, with higher interest rates. But real yields still lurk very deeply in negative territory. So, make hay while the sun shines and certainly corporate results CBA today. We, of course, we're going to talk about a uh, big factor behind it. But yeah, it's uh, that positive momentum is clearly there. There's still a lot of liquidity in the system. So, no surprise that we're getting this big rebound. Let's see how long it will go for.
0: Yeah, well, I think to your point, uh, markets getting comfortable with higher interest rates. As we saw with US banks last night, And we heard in our interview with CEO of CBA, Matt Common, today, rising interest rates are good for financial institutions. All things considered, if the economy is going well and uh, they have... Made sure that they've been lending in the proper manner, which of course Matt Commons says that they have done. They've done stress testing, they know what their uh, their customers can handle. Um, yeah, net interest margins will go up in a rising interest rate environment. And CBA's share price today up by five and a half percent. It contributed 30 points to the market overall. That was followed by NAB. We get a quarterly update coming from NAB tomorrow, Westpac, and ANZ. So The four big banks led this market higher, along with ComputerShare. ComputerShare added four index points. It was up by 11%, reported after the market closed yesterday. Half yearly profit jumping up, lifted its dividend. It too benefits in a rising interest rate environment. How did the insurers go today? I will have to check out for you. If I'm looking at uh, where we saw some of the big gains in the diversified financials, it wasn't coming From the insurers, Suncorp was out yesterday with its result, and there was a pretty good share price reaction on the day, and it followed it up today with a further three-quarter of a percent rise. Okay. Yeah, and we did see um, price target raised for Suncorp by close to 4% by Jardin, uh, raised about 6% by Citi, um, and also lifted... Close to 3% by Morgan Stanley. Does that give you enough information to go with?
1: Yeah. Look, I'm I'm interested because uh, the insurers should be getting a benefit when it comes to uh, a rising Australian environment. So, yeah, that's where we should be looking.
0: QBE. Are you QBA? Yeah, was up by close to 3%. There you go. Um, QBE. Well, we haven't heard from QBE yet, but again, we're getting plenty of market commentary that it's going to be getting a boost from...
1: Let's just hope that the uh, the insurers didn't go and lob into our long duration at very low levels. Oh, well, yeah. It's been a bit of a rough time for those insurers, hasn't it?
0: It sure has, especially QBE. Um, look, uh, Look, we can keep going on about earnings season. In fact, why don't we go there? We had mineral resources out as well today. So its half-yearly revenue is down by 12%. Its underlying net loss, $36 million, down more than 100% on the previous corresponding period. I did note that one of its hubs, cost and freight, was up above the $100 per ton mark. That's not very good. It was the stock of the day. Let's listen in to what Kashi's guests had to say about mineral resources. Now the problem is the market gets overly
1: excited. Everything that can go positive, has been priced into minres. There's a fair amount priced in, so I'm not surprised that the result wasn't great because obviously iron ore prices have come up dramatically. Now the big question is where do you see iron ore prices? If you think iron ore prices is going to keep going higher, you buy minres. If you think iron ore prices is going to be a bit volatile, minres is going to be volatile. I think you want to buy into it, but I think in the shorter term it's probably going lower it's pretty hard to sort of suggest that you shouldn't be looking very closely at this and as i was just saying before materials is certainly a place in 2022 in the year of uh, rising bond yields and inflation that you want exposure to it's certainly backing management with um, ellison is certainly a positive as well but i'm also looking at the chart and the chart looks pretty ordinary but on balance on the hold.
0: so that uh is what the guys had to say Nathan Summersundrum, deep data analytics and andrew Weitland from dp wealth advisory Uh, So it was already in the AusBiz portfolio. It's a hold from both of the guests, so it does stay in. Good enough. What do you have to say about iron ore, Scotty? Uh. I know you wrote about it in your view the other day, but I, I sort of brought it up on air in our last little piece there together that, yes, we've got the Chinese authorities saying they're going to crack down on speculation in the iron ore market, but then you've also got China really now looking to stimulate the economy and doing so in very traditional ways, which will include a lot of iron ore consumption, like especially ahead of the National Congress later this year. It seems as if that the Chinese authorities have... You know they're they're going for growth, yeah, and, and that's infrastructure spending.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not. Good. Yeah, infrastructure is one thing, but it's nowhere near the size when it comes to the property market, and that's where a lot of my doubts still sit because I don't think that China, despite the growth uh, troubles, will go and allow the property market to go and run again because that just adds to the uh, to the risk that will be some cataclysmic kind of event down the line if I uh, know just the property market gets so lopsided and uh, and so out of whack when it comes to fundamentals. So if you go and take that out of the equation, the, the growth rates that are expected there you put into you know, the risk that uh, electric arc furnaces that will go and recycle scrap steel and the like start playing a role as well uh there's lots more scrap out there given the, uh, the amount that china's been building over the recent decades We put those things together and then the threat posed and when you've got uh, iron ore port inventory sitting at levels that are very very elevated even for this time of the year to me it just says you know iron ore above 150 bucks a tonne Doesn't look sustainable.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Look, we will continue to keep our eye on... I have been wrong before, though. Well, yeah. I mean, you get blocked on Twitter all the time, left, right, and center. So, yeah, well, <laughs> <I wouldn't laughs> the know, big miners. When, when, today. when you get blocked, you don't know. <laughs> the big miners today were down by 1.74 percent in the case of BHP, and Rio was off by 1.3 percent. Jeremy Hook from TMS Capital's uh, gave us a buy hold sell to round up the day. It will be online if you'd like to find it. But he said that Rio is is a hold. But he also warned that it really depends on where you buy these miners, you know, that are very cyclical mm. and that, you know, there will be people who've bought it and, and have lost money on it. They're not necessarily going to see the dividends that they may have expected going forward. Yeah. So it's a complicated story.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty much the crux of what my view was you know, earlier this week, that in a, in a risk reward scenario, it's like, you no, know, is there likely to be more upside or downside from here? And to me, it's this just, just much more downside risk.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um, some of the other big reports out today, Temple and Webster, we had a good chat with Evan Lucas from InvestSmart about uh, um, Temple and Webster. It had a good day today, up by close to 9% by the end of it. But I think what was really interesting in talking with Evan is, you know, there's a bit of, I guess, um, you know, attention being paid to the amount that the company has had to spend on sales and marketing, Mm. marketing in particular, uh, you know, to continue to still make a loss. Um, But he was sort of saying in his view it's very much in startup mode. So startups spend big for growth. It's got its eyes on tools and hardware as well as the US market. So he's, he's giving it a pass on that front. Would you buy tools and hardware from Temple and Webster?
1: Uh, I reckon I've never bought anything from them, so that's a disclaimer straight off the top. Uh, but I reckon they just have uh, lots of Allen keys and stuff like that, and I have so many. I'm like, you know, <laughs> any, anyone He's who's been seen any, anyone who's seen the uh, the Predator movie when it's got like the skulls of all the <laughs> things, I've got all that little Allen keys from everything I've ever built over time. It's like my trophy cabinet. Yeah, uh, yeah, all, all those I know <laughs> curse words that have been said before me.
0: Yeah, I, I uh, can't disagree with that. But what, what about the
1: Temple of Webs Ads? I know that they have stuck in my head because they're so. I find them really infuriating, particularly like the one. We're
0: we just talked about ads yesterday. Where are you seeing these Temple no, Westerns? So like actually
1: on the TV because, like, um, you know, I'm pretty old, so I, I still so watch. you watch t- commercial TV? Oh, well, <laughs> no, actually, it's not, on t- it's not on commercial TV. What is it? uh, It's on a paid TV network. Okay. I wonder which one it is. Uh, but, um, yeah, the guy's, like, you no know, going proposing to his girlfriend, and his girlfriend's getting all excited about buying some table or something, and it's just, like, it infuriates me, the whole <laughs> thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, each their own. I bought a Temple
0: and Webster, and I love it. There we go. So, but yeah. I could have bought it from any number of an online on, online place as well. I think it was just cheapest there on the day.
1: There we go. There's the balanced view from Osbys right there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so that is we're well, covering off equities uh, to a large part. Um, obviously, there was you know a ton of reports out. IDP Education was down by three and a quarter percent. So still dealing with the impacts of COVID. BWP Trust coming under pressure, but um, Centuria capital looking good up eight tenths of a percent I guess underperforming the market if you look at it that way um, and GUD holdings reported after the market yesterday and it was down by about four tenths of one percent let's get to what happened on the macro front and that was the consumer confidence read coming from the Westpac Melbourne Institute and did show that expectations of interest rate rises are resonating with the, uh, you know average Australians
1: yeah and um, jo done are we I'm I'm, I'm I'm well I don't sure the RBA did it. I'm sure the media contributed mm-hmm. to it as well, uh, but yeah, I I know that, that that got a lot of attention. But to me, the biggest thing remains: like what happens with the labor market will going to determine so much what happens in this country. And Australians are feeling absolutely rock solid about their employment prospects, which is fantastic news. Uh, outside of you no know, late last year, one one time, uh, the confidence about you know the trajectory for the labor market hasn't been this strong in uh, in decades. So. Yeah, when you talk about, you know, job creation, you talk about, you no know, wage inflation coming through, uh, the great uh, reshuffling, as it's been dubbed by some, but certainly not the great resignation here, given participation rates. It all bodes really well, so I'm feeling pretty confident based off that.
0: Yeah, is our Reserve Bank going to come out and tell us not to ask for wage increases because it could impact inflation?
1: I'm not writing about the uh, RBA until the wage price index comes out on the 23rd. 23rd. But uh, if they come out and say something like that, oh, yeah, uh, that's enough ammunition to go and break that silence. Yeah, 100%. The RBA
0: wants wage inflation.
1: They want productivity as well. Of Which they but
0: say they can't do a lot about. They're calling on policymakers to, to do that as well. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, during the last cycle, a lot of money got poured into uh, to the property market establishment property market yes we've seen quite a bit of new building coming through but not a lot of productivity enhancing reforms unfortunately and that's not obviously in the uh, the rba's uh, mandate this but is a
0: well-worn path for us I yeah, think, like, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, just make things easy to do in australia and we'll go take care of ourselves
0: yeah okay so this is the thing is that we're all waiting for this inflation read that comes through on thursday in the united states because it could set the tone for the potential Pace of interest rate hikes coming through in the U.S. Some are talking about two hikes in March. I just I can't see that happening. Can you?
1: Starting off with a fifty is sending a very strong signal. So if they went fifty, they know that uh, it's going to rattle markets. They know it's going to go in tight and tighten financial conditions pretty rapidly. Is that what they want to go and do, start off what they believe is going to be quite an elongated uh, easing cycle and you no, know, potentially upwards you know, of seven, six hikes, depending on, on which metric you're going to look at? I don't think so. I, I still feel strongly that uh, a lot more focus should be on the balance sheet, uh, letting the runoff of QT be a bit more quicker than just letting it run off uh, you know, for maturing assets. To me, that's where a lot of the excess in this whole monetary stimulus uh, episode has come from. So that's the obvious area to go and start with.
0: Okay, so we will see. Um, I guess the risk to yields, uh, you know, may come if it uh, surprises to the downside. But yields and bond yields would be a big story again tonight. I know I always say that. I'm getting a bit, um, yeah, I'm getting a bit uh, broken record about that. But it's true, and equities have proven pretty resilient over yeah. the past uh, little while in the face of rising bond yields. And I think that U.S. earnings still have. Um, you know, has something to do with that as well. They're coming in pretty strong for now, although guidance is not uh, as strong as it was last time around. We're still waiting for a few big names in the States. Twitter comes to mind on Thursday. Uh, So we'll be talking to you about results uh, tomorrow morning. We'll be talking to you about reporting season results coming through here tomorrow as well. Um, We will be speaking to uh, Gavin Wendt, director of MindLife, to get a pulse check on commodities in the morning, as well as uh, you'll have a chat with Martin Wetton, head of fixed income. That'll be good.
1: Dude, where's my three percent yield?
0: Yeah, right. Well, I don't know. I don't. Where, when do you see three <laughs> percent?
1: Uh, in this cycle, with our debt levels, um, pff, yeah, close to never. Yeah, uh, you never say never, but uh, yeah, it's as close as you're going to get.
0: Yeah, look, we will be speaking. You will be speaking with the CEO of ASX, Dominos, Dominic Stevens. And uh, Lee Schofield from Alliance Aviation will be joining us as well off the back of its results. But I don't want to get into this game. You know, John McBain from Centurion Capital will be joining us. There's l- there's so many great guests that will be joining us tomorrow. I hope you can join us online, Ausbiz.com.au.
1: That'd be great. McBain, uh, love that name.
0: I'll see you, though, here in studio. Um, bright and early, Scotty.
1: God willing. Never I, miss I, a day. I, I plan to be back and uh, blocking away as usual. <laughs> okay, have a good night. Yeah.